Welcome to the Momgasm Podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. Welcome to the third installment of Body Shame. In today's episode, we're talking about all things general body shame, or at least it's what we thought we were going to talk about. And then we had a little champagne to celebrate the launch of the podcast and kind of journeyed off into general body etiquette and what you should and shouldn't say to a new mama who is rocking her body. Welcome to episode I don't fucking know what. Chess. But this is the third, third installment of our conversation on all things body shame. And full disclosure, we have spent the evening celebrating all things podcast releasing on all of the platforms, which is funny because you're going to listen to this like two months plus down the road. But that is a testament to, A, we're moms and we fucking prepared as shit. Fuck yeah. And B, champagne is great. Champagne! <laughs> so uh, get your earphones on, get cozy, and let's talk all things body shame. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because earlier we were listening to episode one oh and God. we slowed the audio down to sound like we were drunk. And, <laughs> and now we're, we might be there. We might be nearing that that place. <sighs> Not quite. Yeah. Not quite. Not quite, but Not quite. Uh, definitely a little bit more loose. My cheeks are rosy, <laughs> and that's like my favorite place to be. Right? <sighs> yeah, I feel like I'm just going to laugh a lot this episode. It's entirely possible, but I feel like that's not that far off from our normal episodes. <laughs> that's very true, yeah. Right? So oh, this shit. is awesome. We're, we are... On our last installment of this journey that we didn't fully anticipate because we were yeah. all overzealous and like, yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> it all in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, but now we're on number three. So we're talking about the full body shame from head to toe, everything that is encompassed in the awkwardness that we experience mm-hmm. as we get the titties and like yeah. start to grow a bit of a bum and the like, belly, the mm, the hips, the stretch marks, uh, fuck the, 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 the varicose veins. Yeah. All hip dips. That, oh man. Hip dips. Cellulite. No, the, the stretch marks on your inner thighs. Mm, I love those though. Those are, I, you know I what? I didn't always. I didn't always, but now I look at them. I'm just like, Oh, you're my, my little secret. My secret garden. I got a not so secret garden. <laughs> it's like halfway down my thighs. I could tell you some. Actually, I did tell you stories about it in the last yes, episode. So yes. you know, we all know about that. But yeah, we all have. We all. I mean, we've been talking about this for three weeks mm. in a row. But we all experience shame in mm. some way, shape, or form when it comes to our bodies. We've gone through the titties which is funny because it's like as I was as I was like lying in bed awake at night um probably a little bit high let's be honest 
I keep having these things like, oh, fuck, I should have talked about this. I should have mm-hmm. mentioned this. I should have mentioned that. Right. When I was thinking about my tits or the pussy situation when we were talking about the vaginas and, and all of this stuff. And so I know full well we're going to we're gonna miss stuff. We're going to miss stuff in this. But this is why we have you guys involved in the conversation. This is why that we why that we have that's not a good sentence, but why we have the den. <laughs> yes. To continue the conversation, to get into the stuff, to highlight the things that we might have missed because either we didn't experience it or maybe we experienced it at some point, but it's so far in the past, which mm-hmm. is what we hope for all of you, yeah. that it's not on the top of our brain or on the tip of our tongue. Or we had too much champagne. Yeah. That too. <laughs> So I love that those of you that are listening to this are like, oh, bitches in the bag. <laughs> really, we're, we've got one bottle. There's two and a half of us because my yeah. husband's in the hallway. Yeah. Who is, Let's just take a moment to shout out Jeffrey because Jeffrey. we would not be able to. I mean, kudos to Ollie too. But yeah, Jeffy, yeah. Jeffy, Jeffy. <laughs> what I call him. <laughs> I just, I just nicknamed, used his nickname on the podcast. But my husband, Jeffrey, like literally walks the halls with my almost nine month old when we record the podcast. So I'm like, I feel like he needs a little bit of love. So that's why we gifted him some champagne and, and like gave him like, yeah, thanks for being you. We do Um, always thank him. Because he's the best. He's the best. We wouldn't be able to do this without him. No. Or Oliver. I know. And if Oliver... 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 If Oliver wasn't around, we would not be able to do this either. No. So, if you're listening, babe, thank you. I love you. I know. You guys are the best. Yeah. So, what would... Okay, I want to ask you. Like, if I was to say, my dear Sarah... My dear. What, what is the area of your body that you are most uncomfortable with or that you that that occupies the most thought for you tits but we already did that episode okay that's not tits or vagina yeah fair enough um not tits or vagina i think that occupies belly belly Mm, definitely belly what about your belly in particular how soft it is, how it completely looks totally different than what it used to, um, the way that when I'm wearing pants now, it hangs over my pants, the way, even if I'm wearing high-rise pants, you, like, it's still, there's a visible bump, like, I feel like I'm just, like, I'm constantly looking at it. You need some bigger pants? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) What a truth bomb. (laughs) Bitch, you need bigger pants. Okay, no. Done. No, but seriously, there is so much power in... Okay. Uh, in dressing is, yourself correctly. But yeah. it's not even... No, no, no. Throw out correctly, because fuck that. Yeah. But to being willing to shift your size based on where you are in your life. Mm. So this is something that, like, every single one of us resists. Mm-hmm. We resist it with every fiber of our being. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially going through this, like transformation of pregnancy yeah because we have this vision of like i get pregnant i grow i'm cool with the maternity wear but 100 when i come out of it yeah and when i have my baby within x amount of time i'm going to be back in my pre-pregnancy stuff which number one bullshit um and number two what we end up doing is we stay in those maternity clothes for way longer than we probably ever should I i hung on to my maternity pants Ooh, for quite a while. Right? Yeah. And then I was kind of like forcing, not forcing myself, but 
hard on myself for the fact that I wasn't fitting into the stuff that I used to wear. Mm. And then if I was able to fit into it, it was like I was squeezing in uh-huh. there, girl, but I was making myself squeeze And then you're in like, there. I fit. Yeah. And then you look in the mirror like, but it oh, looks gross. It doesn't look that good right? anymore. Yeah. But, okay, if this is you, if this is where you're living and you've been doing that, like, well, I don't want to spend more money and like, I'm just trying to get there anyway. Yeah. Right? Because right? that's where we go. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to spend like 50, 100, $150 mm-hmm. to get two new pairs of pants or whatever because in like three months I'm going to be back to that or that's my goal in three months I'm going to be there so why waste the money spend the fucking money you are worth the money you are worth the money to get clothes that you feel good in no matter the size that you are yeah and this is like exactly one of the best pieces of advice that I can give anyone who's in that position where they're feeling like Oh, I do it my pants and I have that little bump and I mm-hmm. do it my pants and like, it's just not fitting right or it feels, you know when your pants are too tight and you feel like a sausage? Yes. Right? I've been feeling like that the last couple of days, but I'm also expecting my period and massively uh, bloated and everything just doesn't feel right. But. That's different. Put on some fucking yoga pants. Call it. <sighs> I know. I need to buy yoga pants. I don't have any fucking yoga pants. Why don't I have yoga pants? Everyone in the world has yoga pants but me. Like, I don't understand. Oh, if y'all could see my face right now. <laughs> But you're, oh shit, I should probably turn off my phone. I should probably turn off my phone. Um, oh, fuck. But you're yeah. also talking to the person that has like a bajillion yoga pants because I teach yoga. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's, there is, so I like to think of my wardrobe like this. Because it's, it's true. Our bellies completely shift. Oh yeah. And it's like, for women, and maybe men, I can't speak for everyone. Mm-hmm. But for women, we have a lot of shame and discomfort when it comes to our bellies, mm-hmm. our midsection yeah. in general, because we are given this image. I'm going to fix my posture now. Um, we are given this image that we are meant to have this flat stomach. Yeah. And the majority of us, that's actually not achievable. Yeah. Because we have a fucking uterus, yeah. number one. Right? There's organs inside of your body that need room. Right. But also, not only do we have a uterus, but then we go through the transformation of motherhood and then we have all of this excess, beautiful, amazing skin that stretch to house these humans. Mm-hmm. And some, for some of us, that comes with some additional padding. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some of us, it just comes in like the loose skin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's like we're so uncomfortable with this because we don't ever see it. Yes. Right? And this is why, like, we were just talking about this before we jumped on this, like, accounts like the Birds of Papaya that show, no, this is what a stomach looks like when it's not photoshopped, when it's not, like, fucking leaning back and toned the fuck up. There's one photo that she posted where she was doing a plank and her belly was hanging down. And I was just like, this, 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 this. We need more images like this. Well, that's like, I did that picture of me in the vest and yes. I'm leaning forward my tits are hanging out and my belly is hanging yes. out because we don't see enough images that no. show the reality of a beautiful stomach that is a mother yeah absolutely right absolutely we think it's not beautiful because we don't see enough imagery of it exactly we see this like very narrow and I mean I think I actually I don't know if we've talked about this on this podcast specifically but if you follow me personally on Facebook or Instagram, you would have heard this before, but we live in this society that celebrates um, maidenhood, yeah. that perpetuates maidenhood, 
And it's this very, and it's not even just that it perpetuates maidenhood and dis, disregards motherhood and like cronehood, but it, it perpetuates this very narrow view of maidenhood where it's like this small cisgendered white thin privileged as fuck blonde blonde blue eye oh man picture yeah and all of us are expected or we feel Mm -hmm. like we are expected to meet this image Mm -hmm. and so because 90 percent of us don't Mm -hmm. we're so concerned about our belly our thighs our fucking shoulder girdle or whatever the fucking case may be and it's it kills me it kills me and so it's like i've dedicated the last like five six years of my life to trying to break that Mm -hmm. not just for myself but for others and like putting myself in a position where i show up and i'm loud and proud and obnoxious in just loving all of me Mm -hmm. as i am so that other people can be like, oh, well, fuck, if she can do it, maybe I can too. Absolutely, man. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. Um, going back to what you were saying of the wardrobe, the other day, I woke up and I looked over into the cl- our, our closet and looked at all these, like, black, mostly black. A lo- I wear a lot of black. Because black is slimming. Right? And I looked at it, I was just like, fuck this shit. I was like, I know that I'm a vibrant person, that I'm full mm. of joy and color and life. So why am I dressing myself in black all the time? Yeah. And if I'm not comfortable in what I'm wearing, then go out and buy the pieces that I'm comfortable in and fucking own it. Yes. Own this body that I was given by my boys. Yeah. My beautiful two amazing sons gifted me with this incredible matron motherly body. Mm. And it's hot as fuck. It is so hot as fuck. And I know I just said that I'm I'm Self-conscious of my tits, especially my pancake titties. That's the number one thing. But my belly, you know, there's, 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 yeah, there's things I need to get used to. My butt, you know, there's a lot of things. But, um, but when I get out of the shower and I look in the mirror and I look at myself and I looked how I've aged, I am proud of how mm. I look. And I am, I am happy with who I am and who I've become. Well, here's the thing. This is, and this is like something that I've dealt with a lot where there's a lot of people that see what I do and see what I post and assume that I don't ever have a bad day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or think that it's somehow just easier for me. Yeah. No, it's not that it's easier. It's not that I don't have bad days. It's that I'm committed to the journey and I'm committed to showing up for myself and I'm committed to changing the dialogue that I have yeah. with myself. It's so a relationship. I, right? And so if I wake up and I'm I'm having an off day where I'm like, Ooh, I just my belly's feeling saggy and weird and I don't like what I'm fitting in and I don't like how I feel, I will physically stop myself. I'll strip off all my clothes, I'll stand in front of a mirror and I'll either like put my hands on my body and like feel myself and be like, no, this feels like what do I feel if I close my eyes? I feel softness. I feel lusciousness. I feel um, vibrancy. I feel womanhood. Or I'll look at myself in the mirror and be like, look at your whole body. Yeah. My whole body is glorious. Yes. And then once I can see that like glory in the whole of me, then I'll start to break things down and be like, you know what? Your thighs are pretty sexy. You've got like this bang and hourglass figure. Sure. Your tits are totally fucking lopsided and like, two completely drastic different sizes yeah. what drastic different <laughs> sizes but 
they're doing so many amazing things. Yeah. They have nourished two amazing humans. They've like the reason that they're different sizes is because I've gone through like crazy open heart surgeries mm-hmm. and they, like I would not be alive if mm-hmm. I didn't have two different size tits. Yeah. Which is fucking legendary. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the, it's not that those of us that are out there that are preaching um, body positivity and body love and doing all these things are not experiencing the same thoughts and feelings that you are. We are 100%. Yeah. But we're actively committed to changing the conversation for ourselves yeah. and thus hopefully changing the conversation for you via sharing what we're doing. Absolutely. So bellies is a big one for so many people. And this is the thing. So there's I have this workshop that I do um, and I've done it quite a few times and I can tell you 75% of the time people that are, have taken this workshop put their hands on their belly. So what I do is last... When was it? I think it was around this time last year mm-hmm. where I spoke in front of 600 women at the One Woman um, Fearless Summit, which yeah. was an amazing experience. Let me know if you were there. <laughs> um, excuse me, but I spoke in front of 600 women and I did kind of like a Coles Notes version of this workshop where what I do is we go through... And we talk about um, the area of insecurity that we feel most. Mm-hmm. And then when I get them to do, after they've kind of named it, written down all of the things that they tell themselves about this area, like not hard enough, not fit enough, um, too squishy, too fat, too whatever the, yeah. whatever the fucking case may be for them. Um, I then get them to do this meditation and I ask them to put their hands on the part of their body that they're feeling the most ex- insecure in the about. Video, yeah. Yeah. And so if you look in that crowd, 75 to 80% of people in that crowd have their hands on their belly. Yeah. And everyone in that room was a woman except for one person. There was one guy that came, which was awesome. Um, everyone, almost everyone put their hands on their belly. Mm-hmm. And this is how strong this is for all of us. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think there's so much power in recognizing that it's not just us mm-hmm. and that this is 100% something that has been programmed and we've been conditioned to believe that we're not enough. Yeah. And so what's really interesting is, so I have a pelvic floor prolapse. I've got a bladder prolapse, which again, we'll get to the full, the full juiciness of that <laughs> at some point. But I um, was recently listening to uh what is her name her program is like the whole woman program oh i was just talking about her the other day with my mother-in-law christine i think her name is Uh, yeah it's christine christine something or other i can't remember um but i was listening to her interview on um was it the new kegel honey talks oh you listened to it i did listen to it Anyway, I I did a little bit of digging around with what she was doing. And the thing that her main message is because we're so self-conscious about our bellies Mm -hmm. and because we believe that our bellies are meant to be flat, we're all standing in this position where we tuck our pelvis, we shorten the distance between our pelvis and our abdomen Hmm. in order to, to make our bellies appear flat. And our bums disappear. And this is causing like pelvic misalignment. 
And because of this pelvic misalignment, there's so many of us that are experiencing pelvic prolapse and pelvic dysfunction. Wow. Right? So what we're actually supposed to do when we stand is we're supposed to have this neutral pelvis, but for a woman, a neutral pelvis is completely different than the neutral pelvis of a man. Yeah. So neutral pelvis of a man, he doesn't have much of a curve in his lower back. But for women, like if you just let it go, you have quite a significant curve in your back and your bum will accentuate. And if you actually allow your organs to be in this space and your body to be in this Mm -hmm. space, you're at less risk of pelvic floor dysfunction. Oh, that's crazy, man. So we're actually causing ourselves harm because we're all walking around, tucking our pelvis under, trying to keep our our tummy hidden away from everyone. Right? And the, uh, and the fucking spandex that we all wear. Uh huh. What are those things called that you the Spanx? Spanx. Thank you. Though My I have to God. say, she is amazing. Have Who? you ever followed the creator of Spanx? No. She's fantastic. Nothing against her, but like wearing those things is painful. It's are painful. You wearing the right size. Yes. It, I don't wear them anymore. <laughs> this is back in the day, back when I before I had children. Yeah. yeah. And I was wearing them just to. I don't even know why I was. I don't like shapers. I have to wear them for fuck's sakes, but um, but yeah, I remember like going to use the washroom and taking them down and being like, "Oh my god, I can breathe." I can breathe. Oh Jesus! Like fuck. Yeah, I'm. It's funny. I'm. I. She's hilarious. She's so funny. Um, I just there was this one thing I remembered. Oh, I think I wrote wrote about it or something in my journals, but I remember. A few years ago, I saw this quote by some some fucking person. <laughs> I don't know who the fucking person was. And the quote was something like, we, our whole lives put in all of this work to make ourselves look a certain mm-hmm. way, to make ourselves look thinner, more fit, more toned. Mm-hmm. We put all this work every single day. We, we slave at the gym or we do whatever. And then at the end of our lives... It doesn't matter how fit you are. It doesn't matter how many times you worked out. You're still, you, you, anything can happen to you. You still did. Yeah. You can still, I don't want to say deteriorate, but it doesn't matter the amount of work that you put in. So if it doesn't matter at the end, and, but I mean, if it makes you happy, yeah, yeah. if it makes you happy, Fucking do it. Do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. But don't stress about the way that your body looks because in the end it well, doesn't fucking matter. Don't do not do it for anyone other than yourself. Yes. Right? So it's like if you... But but in that regard, in that same question, think about why are you doing it for yourself? What is prompting well, no, no, you to no. do Well, it yeah, that's yourself. the difference. It's like if, if, if you're going to the gym to get that like... I feel good, endorphins, workout, high, yeah, sweet, absolutely. awesome, do your fucking thing. Yeah. If you're going to the gym because you're like, I'm only going to be happy when I have the six pack. I'm only going to be happy when exactly. I've got the ass for fucking day. Yeah, like I have muscle. to be this until I'm right? finally happy. Right? Oh, I can tell you right now, you're never going to be happy. If you're that never, is your goal, if ever. That is, if that is your goal, you will never achieve happiness because you will constantly be in this place of seeking <sighs> approval and acceptance. This is what drives me insane is because... I see so many th- so many Instagram accounts that are all about body positivity, and then they'll turn around and be like, uh, "You know, are you going to the gym? Are you doing this? You got to get your beat. You got to get your beach body. You got to do that. You got to get rid of your winter weight." Or blah, 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 blah. eat like, a fucking dick. You are not body positive at all. Exactly. You are a fat phobic douche fuck. Ooh, ooh, I got a little heated there. No, good for you because those words that that needs to be said. It's fat phobia. Okay, that's like again. Ugh. It's a whole other fucking thing. 
Um, and it's, and yeah. it's, this is the humbling thing for me where as a holistic nutritionist, somebody who like was going out of their way to support people, to help them, to encourage them, totally guilty in like fat shaming through marketing unintentionally. And so for me, I've had to do a lot of like dismantling how I approach things. Cause there's nothing wrong with wanting to better yourself, wanting to feel better in your body, wanting to take care of your body, Absolutely. wanting to do things. But we need to stop equating size with health. Ugh. Cause it's, it does not match up. Nope. Every single one of us is a completely individual and completely different. Mm-hmm. Body mass index needs to be lit the fuck on fire and like thrown into the stone ages where it belongs mm-hmm. because it tells you literally fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your perfect weight and size is completely different than my perfect weight and size. Instead of burn the bras, burn the fucking scales. Burn Thank the weight scales. Thank you. Burn them. Let's have it like, let's just like, let's go get a bonfire and invite every woman who's listening to this to bring your scale and fucking burn it. Except for I like to know how fat my baby is because it makes me oh, really happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only, seriously, that is the only reason we use the scale right now. I stand on the scale. That's the only reason I know how much I weigh because I stand on the scale with her and then I stand on the scale with just me to figure out how fat she is and it makes me really happy. <laughs> That makes them want to go but buy this a is, scale. But this is another thing. With babies, we celebrate their fatness. But then yeah. at some yeah, point... Yeah, right? But then at some fucking point... Right? It becomes this thing that we need to be concerned about. Yeah. Which is horseshit. Yeah, that kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I can think of a few stories, but anyway. Um, but, but belly. Belly is a big one for so many of us. Can we touch on snapback, though? Because I feel like this is leading to snapback. Mm, you mean the fact that it's bullshit and horrible and we need... And it's in to... every single postpartum mother's fucking head? I saw the other day uh, a woman post who she's freshly postpartum and um, she's at the gym and uh, good for... You know, if it's for you to make... We just touched on this, but... If it's for the reasons of snap to snap back, you know, that was my first thought and I got angry at it and I, you know, I didn't say anything. I didn't comment on anything, but it just made me sad. It makes me sad seeing newly postpartum mothers going to the gym. And if, because for a lot of, a lot of the reasons is for that, that reason of snapping back, having to feel like you have to get rid of your beautiful, motherly, fresh fresh mother motherly body mm. to try and attain something that for whatever reason is I idolized by our society. Mainhood is so idolized and I'm so fucking sick of it. It breaks me up inside to hear women my age, my my best friends, my sister and my mother, women who are so close to me hear themselves hear them talk about themselves in such a horrible way to say, I need to get to this size. I need to get back here. I need to do this, do that, do this. And I, so often I just want to shake them and say, look at how beautiful. Yep. Like, ah, no, it's even worse. I can't have sex until I get back to my body. Ah, yeah. But like, you know, you know, you know, I know women that have been in that position where they're like, I don't know how to be sexual with this body that I'm in right now. And fair enough, because I was uncomfortable. We talked about this, but I was very uncomfortable, freshly postpartum with Henry, you know, because it's a new, totally new body. Oh, it's new terrain. It's very wild. new terrain. 
which I I don't know about you, but I found like way more erogenous zones to be discovered. Yes, I did. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Absolutely. But just, yeah, I remember being freshly postpartum with Henry and um, desperately trying to fit back into my old clothes and feeling like I was a failure that I couldn't. And seeing other mothers who were freshly postpartum and they were smaller than me and I was thinking, you know, like, what the fuck's wrong with me sort of thing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. But this is this is the um, toxic conversation yep. that is so prevalent right now mm. on social media. You know, we are, we're all idolizing the pregnancy stage. You know, you see all those beautiful maternity photos. You yeah. see the photos of the belly and it's so beautiful and we celebrate well, it. Okay, no, we don't always celebrate it though. We don't always celebrate really? it. There are so many people that have that make ridiculous, unwanted, douche comments. Oh, you must be having twins. Oh, you must be due okay, any day. Fair oh, enough. Like, right? But when talking to my, my mother and my mother-in-law, when they were talking about being pregnant, the clothes that they wore back then were like Mew Mews. Like they were hiding <laughs> their body. Yeah. And then they looked at me and they're like, but you're celebrating it. And yeah. it's wonderful. They're like, we wish that we did this back then. Yeah. So there is this whole celebration around a woman's pregnant body nowadays. Mm. But, you know, on Especially Instagram, if you're me everywhere. and I'm like, hello, here's yeah. my naked belly. But it's beautiful. But then when you're postpartum, you're like, oh, it's deflated. Fuck. It's deflated. No one wants to talk about it. No one wants to look at I it. I do. Unless you lose weight. Mm-hmm. And then someone will say to you, wow, look at you. You lost all that weight. Good no for you, kills girl. Me. No, it kills Fuck me. Fuck you. No, it fucking kills me. Ugh. So this is the thing. This is, okay, my general rule of thumb and advice to everyone is stop commenting about weight. Stop. Stop Just commenting stop. about weight. I mean, I stop know. Stop looking at our bodies. Just stop. I, no, 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 no. Our freshly postpartum wait, bodies though. stop no, no, looking wait. at them. And wait, then... okay, wait. sorry. Go ahead. You fucking hold your roll, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with looking at a new mom and look than saying like, "You look vibrant. You look healthy. You look amazing." Absolutely, that's right? a wonderful thing to say. It's also okay to be like, "You look tired. Can I get you anything?" Yes, that needs Please. to be said more often. Way more often. That's not hey, said enough Hey, can I either. come clean your fucking house? Yeah. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> there. What was I saying? Fuck. Not looking at pregnant women's bodies or no. Okay, so this is where I'm at. I'm in. I'm in a really interesting place, where my first pregnancy, I gained probably fifty plus pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I was one eighty at the end of my pregnancy, and then I, I kind of hovered around one sixty for a long time. Which is fine. Yep. Um, so I was thinking, I held on to I think like twenty or thirty pounds after everything was said and done, which is fine. And so what's interesting is I expected that going into my second pregnancy, um, was way more fit and way more active. I was doing all the yoga, doing all the things, walking, I had more energy because I had a very different pregnancy and that the first pregnancy I had a big bleed early on, yeah, yeah. and so I got put on bed bed rest. I was told I couldn't really do anything, and I was like. I'm going to stay right here and eat mm. my feelings because mm. fuck. Mm. But this time around, I didn't have that. So I was just going about my life, doing my thing. It was awesome. Yeah. So It was so good. Mm. I was like, I can be pregnant. I can live life and I can do things. And also when you're pregnant with your second, you have to chase another human. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I ended up, I think I was about 170, 175 by the end of the pregnancy. So almost pretty close to where I was, but it was very different. Like I had more muscle mass. Um, I just, I looked fit. And when I 
had the baby, I was expecting to hold on to all the weight. I ended up losing 10 more pounds than when I started. So I'm smaller now than I was before I got pregnant with Fallon. And what's been interesting, and I'm kind of like, whatever, my body's going to do what it needs to do, right? Yeah. But what's been frustrating is the amount of comments that I have received from people Oh my God, look at you. You just lost that weight real quick, didn't you? Your body's looking so good. To which I always respond, well, it looked great before too. Good for you. Right? Right? I have a lot of rage inside of me right now. Like it looked good before too, and it will look good after, and it will look good forever. It does not matter. No, it does not fucking matter. The size I am the weight on the scale, no. the number of the pants that I wear, uh, or the bra like, that I'm in. I understand that when the person says it, because I've had it said to me a lot after Roland, a lot of people have said to me, they wow, mean, look wow. at you, you just went, you just snapped back, Sarah, wow. And they mean well. They, Of course they mean well, and I know that. But, first of all, number one, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> number two, You do not know how I feel about my body. And what you're saying could make me feel extremely uncomfortable. So please do not bring light to my body. Especially a postpartum mother who is dealing with leaky breasts, who is Mm. dealing with her hips that are just fucking weird right now, okay? (laughs) They're just weird. I don't like the... Ah! (laughs) That's the best description. Especially in like the first few days. You're like... so like, fucking I weird. don't understand what's happening. I don't either. Like, ugh. What's going yeah, on? Not ugh. Just, just weird. It's and weird. So yeah, you, you do not understand. You, you do not know how I'm feeling on the inside. And your comment could make me feel really anxious and really have a lot of anxiety. And, mm. and that actually, for me, it did. It made me feel really uncomfortable. And when I, you know, went back and saw Ollie either later that day or something, I was upset and he could tell and he was sad for me and, and and he made sure that whenever that happened again he would take the conversation somewhere That's else awesome. and just take totally take just Go take it somewhere else ollie. yeah ollie i love you babe he's amazing but um but yeah um i fuck yeah the snapback the okay post-part, so know what the thing know what happens to me in those conversations i get really sad for the person that's commenting Unless it's a man, then I just get fucking righteous anger. Yeah, for me, it was always a man. No, no. I've had so many women. So many women. Oh, well, I wish that had been my what happened to me. Oh, yeah. yeah I've had, I've had so those. many women. And I'm like... Yeah. I'm like, I wish... I wish... My biggest wish is I wish we could just be invested and interested and comfortable in the bodies that we have. Yeah. Because there's so much wisdom and magic to be gained from being invested in what you have and knowing that what you have exactly where it is no matter how many back rolls or like hip dips or like stretch marks or like droopiness that you have that it is beautiful it is valuable it is enough the way it is right so the thing that I have now that I didn't have Last time is like people will look at me, especially if I have clothes on. This is the other one of the other reasons that I get naked a lot now on social media is because I want to be like, fuck you. Look, even if I am like thin mm-hmm. as fuck, 
that doesn't mean that I don't have things that other mothers have. Yeah. Like, yeah. that does not mean that I don't have this, like, so I have this, this belly now that, like, it hangs over, mm-hmm. which fascinates. It's kind of like a smile. <laughs> so I think my titties is, like, googly eyes, <laughs> and my belly is, like, a smile. It's really cute. I love that. Right? I fucking love that. So it's fun. So it's, but when I first saw it, I was like, what the yeah. fuck is this? This is new. Because it's the difference of, like, I don't have necessarily the fat mass. But I still have the skin that was stretched where my human grew. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. So when I sit, there's this, like, I can take my hands and put them underneath my belly and hold the skin. Do you love that? Because I love that. It's, I like the softness. Oh, my God. Yes. My, uh, Alyssa, you're probably listening. But Alyssa, she once said, we were talking about her bellies. And, oh, no, it was our breasts. But this also applies to my belly. She said that her boobs felt like powdered sugar. <gasps> yes. And I, I was like, oh my God, like, like I will never forget dust. that. Yes. It was the most perfect description. Alyssa, if you're listening, that was the most brilliant thing to say. And as soon as he said it, I was just like, that makes me feel so much better about my boobs and my belly. Think about them as powdered right? sugar. I'm not touching it. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh. Yeah, right? The other thing that made me feel better about my belly is one night I was touching it because I was feeling really uncomfortable. So I lifted up my shirt and I was just touching it. And I looked at it. I was just like, I literally have the perfect um, belly dancing belly. I was yes. like, why don't I do belly dancing? Can we? Can that be one of our like projects? Yes. That we do where we try it. Let's do it. Let's that would be super it. fun. Let's and pole dancing. It. I would love pole oh. dancing. That face is a yes. That's a hard yes. I wish you people could fe- see her face right now because it is so good. It looks like she might be pooping. Oh. <laughs> but it's like a poop with excitement. <laughs> excited when I have a good poop. I'm not I do lie. too. Um, but <laughs> fuck man. But advice for those of you that would like to keep your pelvic floor intact, <laughs> don't push that shit out. Don't. Don't breathe it out. Yes. Breathe. And get a, a, a stool. A yes. Stool. Mm-hmm. Go to IKEA. Get one of those. Doesn't baby have stools. to be a squat. Actually, those babies will stuck. They're not high enough. I that's the one I have at home. The little green one. Yeah. Yeah. And I laughed enough. when I saw it in your bathroom. It's not high enough. So yeah. Alexis has a stool that's a bear stool. It's a wooden stool that somebody made. Oh, nice. It is way better. It's like probably about two inches higher. Oh nice. Because we have a high toilet. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. Because on my toilet, toilet, it works pretty well. Because you want essentially you want your knees higher than your asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It is for me. Okay. That's like advice for all of you. It's good. Um. Knees higher than your asshole, ladies. <laughs> What's cute? Oh my god. So I've told you this, but I don't think I've told the listeners. So speaking of pelvic floor health, and like earlier in the night we were on a uh, live video with um, Bahia, which you guys have heard from by now, and also Sarah for Love Spoken here, and it was great. But we were talking about like one of the one of the reasons of why are we doing this, like our why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Uh, our driving factor. And so I was talking about my girls and how um, everything that I do, obviously it's for me, but because it's for me, it's actually for them. Because the more that I can fix my relationship and how I show up and all of that stuff, it affects their relationship with themselves, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Alexis the other day, oh my God, I have so much pride in sharing this. So Alexis the other day goes up to Jeff, my husband, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> and so she goes up to Jeff and she's like, Daddy, when you're pooping, 
You don't want to push the poop out because it could hurt your pelvic floor. You want to breathe it out. I fucking died. And I was like, yes, girl. Yes. Remind everyone how old she is. She's, she's, by the time this launches, she'll probably be four. Oh my God, Alexis, you're amazing. She is the best. And so this, but this is the thing. Like, these are the things that nobody talked to me or taught me when I was a kid. And now I have fucking pelvic floor prolapse. So why not start now? Why not start the conversations now? Why not? talk to her about her beautiful body now why not like be proud and be open and like walk around the house naked now so that she gets used to this idea of just seeing bodies and knowing that bodies are bodies and it's cool and there's like this numerous array it's like skittles our bodies are like skittles taste the motherfucking rainbow people (laughs) right like there's just there's variety and it's we pigeonholed ourselves into this place where we are trying to erase the variety that there is in our bodies and also the variety that there is in our own personal journey of having a body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it changes. And especially for us as women and mothers, Mm -hmm. we have the fucking pristine pleasure of transitioning so much. Mm -hmm. Men don't have this. They don't have this opportunity. No. Their balls just keep getting just, lower yeah, and lower. Exactly. And they grow more hair. That's about it. Yeah. No, uh, we grow humans. We make people. We grow universes. Whether you are actively growing a human and a mom or not, mm-hmm. you have that capacity. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah. so much comes with that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we need to be in this space of reverence mm-hmm. of that. And when we can do that, there's this place of like excitement and anticipation so my 30th birthday is coming up you and again this will be obviously is going to be posted after the fact because my 30th birthday is in like fucking six it's days yes yeah, next sunday ha! What's today? it's monday it's technically yeah. monday so it's in exactly a week from today yeah. what and so and i'm sure there's some of you that are like oh my god she's only 30 she's so fucking wise because i am no Anyway, I, I'm going to be 30 and it's like, I am so genuinely excited for my 40th birthday. Sorry, but when you said that, I wanted to finish that sentence with, I'm so down to fuck. (laughs) I I was going to say I'm always down to fuck, but that would be a lie. (laughs) I would like to get back to the place where I'm always down to fuck. That's... Work in progress. We're, we're getting there, girl. We're we are. There. Oh, man. Those herbalists yeah, man. got me my period back real fast. So <laughs> Things are looking up. Yeah, I gotta go to them. I gotta go oh, to them. man. Everybody does. But yes, 40. <clears throat> I'm genuinely looking forward to like Ditto. my 40th birthday, my 50th birthday, my 60th birthday. Like, I'm Same. so excited not only to like see where I've been and what I've done and where my kids are, but like my body to yeah. be in my body yeah. what does my body feel like what does it look like what turns me on how has it changed what's going on like i'm yeah. i'm so invested in being connected to this body that i'm excited yeah for what she has to offer me throughout the years this is funny because ollie and i were just talking about this the other day because oliver and i will be turning 30 ollie's um april 15th and then oh I'm my god 12. he's so. like almost my birthday friend 
That was an obnoxious yeah. voice. I love that voice. I'm uh, glad. <laughs> so we were talking the other day about um, getting older and everything. And uh, fuck, I just lost my train of thought because Zoe is like, I know, she's Zoe like the breathing, dog is just breathing like in your mouth to be all over me. She's like, lappy, 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 lappy. But yeah, no, we were talking about, oh, this is it. Yeah, we were talking about turning 30 and just how excited we were and excited for our 30s because we feel like we're like finally coming into ourselves, like finally comfortable with our bodies and who with who we are and dealing with the shit that we didn't deal with. And we said to each other, it's kind of like we were, you know, you think that when you turn 20 that you're no longer a teenager and you kind of got your shit together. But in reality, your 20s, are, you're still pretty much a teenager. You're still figuring shit out. You're still really uncomfortable with your body. You're still, like, awkward as fuck. And, but the only difference is you have to pay bills. Well, some people might. Some people are lucky and, you know, don't have to do that. Bro, don't pay bills. Fuck. Um, you pay bills. You drink. You go out. You have a social life. You might live. You live by yourself. You have your car. Whatever. But you're still pretty much a teenager on the inside. You have no clue what's going on. At least I didn't. Ollie didn't. But now, like we are so looking forward to the rest of our lives because we finally feel like we know who we are, and we're gonna keep evolving. <laughs> I have to interject here just for a hot minute. Interject. We are not. I will interject into vagina anytime. <laughs> Uh, I got a little personal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, we're not the average. We have to, we have to take a moment to recognize that like we are early bloomers for a lot of people. Like there are a lot okay, of people. Okay, no, that's a good point. There are a lot of people that are out there that are 30 that, A, for two different reasons. Either they're not interested in getting married and having kids or maybe they're married and they're just not interested in having kids. Maybe that's not their path. Cool. Sweet. Beans. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Or they just haven't found the right. It's person, not even the marriage and the baby the part, wherever they. But but they can. You can be. You can become. You can be thirty. You can be forty. You can be fifty. You can be sixty, and still not know what the fuck you want to do. Very or true. And that's why I hope right? you're listening to this podcast. If <laughs> you know, if you are one of those people, because sexuality, when this is this is just the callus for me, and this is yeah, what yeah, I yeah. said in the Bahia and with Sarah and with the the live. Um, my catalyst was. Uh, for momgasm, my sexuality, because I was so disconnected from mm. it. And when I finally started, you know, discovering it and exploring it, it made sense of everything else inside in, inside of me mm. and things that I, that perhaps I never knew about. And it finally came to light or things I already knew about. And I was just pushing it further mm. and further and further under the rug. And then when I finally started saying, you know, asking these questions about my sexuality and sensuality, it started to just like be like a like a domino effect and you know just started knocking off all these things that I had trouble with my whole life mm. and so I feel like going into my 30s I'm really looking forward to it in the rest of my life because I'm finally dealing with this shit that has plagued me yeah. and I know I'm only going to be 30 in July it's only 30 years but there was a lot that's a long long time i mean this has been stretching back to my childhood and i finally just feel like freedom freedom mm. to be who i am freedom to feel freedom to talk yeah freedom to fuck and this is just... what i want and this is what i want for everybody this is like such a big part of why we're doing this is like i want the reason that i so openly share my body my story my mission my message is because i want every 
woman and person. Yes, but I've got exactly, a, like yeah. I've got a special place for the ladies and the mamas. Um, to feel that same sense of freedom of like I genuinely, whether I give a fuck or not, I am so unattached to what people think about me that I am free to be me, in every sense of the word. Yeah. Because it's not fair to say I don't care what people think. Because we do. At the we're human. At the end of the day, we do care. Everyone does. But you can choose whether or not to be attached to that. Oh, that's yes. <laughs> that is hitting home for me on a lot of levels, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Though, no, like you can yes, choose. You have the fucking choice. Yes. And so it's like oh. I can either consume myself mm. with what people think, how people are taking in what I say, what I do, how I show up, what my body looks like, what clothes I'm wearing, how I'm raising my kids, what mm-hmm. my kids say, how my kids show up, where my kids go to school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or I can be somewhat interested in what people's opinions are mm-hmm. and then choose, all right, that's your opinion. I'm still going to do what I do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's so much freedom in being yeah. like, Okay, cool. That's what you think, but yeah. this is what I'm doing, yeah. and I'm going to be solid in what I'm doing, what my choices are. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I, I've been living by that, but just hearing you say that and hearing someone else say that out loud, mm. it's such a refreshing thing to hear because it just kind of reiterates how I feel, and I hope that it can change how someone else feels because you always have the choice mm. when you are sitting at home or you're lying in bed at night and you're in you're battling with those sabotaging thoughts you know of the anxiety or whatever it is that is making you lay awake or is making your heart beat really fast or making you sweat and it's your mom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many of us, but how many of us lie awake at night and like, fuck, what's my mom going to do? Right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but you have the choice. You say, just just look at it. Just look at the stuff that's making you feel uncomfortable. Recognize it. Say, I see you. I appreciate you. Thank you for making me think about this in such a way. Yeah. But I'm not choosing to let you consume my thoughts anymore. Mm-hmm. So apply that to your belly. Say, I see you. I appreciate you. I know what you did for me. Yes, I'm feeling this way about it, but I'm not going to let that consume my thoughts anymore. Instead, I'm going to bring in gratitude. Yes. I'm going to bring in appreciation. Yeah, balance it out. Balance out the... If you're feeling the negative, balance it out with the positive. And that's... Yeah. We're getting real spiritual here now. I know, right? So cellulite. (laughs) (laughs) I love they're like, we're going to talk about all the body things and 40 minutes on bellies later. But I mean, the stuff that we don't cover, den, 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 den. Oh, 100%. But I love cellulite. Cellulite. Cellulite is one of the things that like infuriates me. Oh my God. Infuriates me because it's, it's not, it's literally just the makeup of your skin matrix yeah like it's it's the amount of space that is between your cells Mm -hmm. and then fat slips through that space Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean and again it doesn't matter i don't want to say what i'm going to say because it's fucking stupid everyone has cellulite everyone has cellulite there is no cream or like fucking procedure or cure that is going to get rid of your cellulite and here's the fucking magical freeing thing. You don't fucking have to. Yeah. You are beautiful and amazing even if you have cellulite. Oh my god, yeah. Right? Yeah. 
But how many of us have felt the discomfort in like, I've got the butt dimples. Yeah. I've got the thigh dimples. Yeah. Right? Yep. And it, uh, <clears throat> I found an increase for me after having the boys. And uh, there was a few moments like in the summer when you're wearing your, my, when I was wearing my bikini or whatever <laughs> I was wearing that was showing my cellulite where I was like, fuck, I gotta hide this shit. And then there was a few times where I was like, well, fuck this. Like literally every woman who is walking around me right now has... Cellulite. Mm. <gasps> no, it's one of my favorite things to do. What? Especially if I'm feeling like a little shitty in my body. What? In the summer, I'll go to the beach and I will actively look at all of the people on the beach. I do the same thing. And and like, I'm I'm looking around and I'm scanning the beach. I'm like, yes, queen. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and, and like, I, yes, I do the exact same thing. Yes, 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 yes. And yes, I yes. look like the creepy fucking person yeah, on the no, beach, like but... scanning people, but... <laughs> I can't even think of an example, and I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest, but um, but yeah, no, I definitely have done that as well. Oh my god, I totally give people the once over. Yeah, yeah, all the time on the beach because it's like I genuinely love bodies, mm-hmm. and I love a variety of bodies, and I love to look at people's bodies and be like. Fuck, you look good. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I won't always necessarily say it because that's a little creepy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't know you and I'm like running, I'm like, damn, girl, your tits is on fire. Like, that might not be received. Sure that's catcalling, isn't Like, it? that might not be received that well. So I usually keep the comments to myself, but it's, I, I like to think that because I'm the person that's going out and looking at people's bodies and being like, damn, amazing, awesome, solid gorgeous mm-hmm. that most of the people that are seeing my body are doing the same thing yeah well that's a really nice perspective right yeah because we automatically assume that people are going and looking for the flaws mm-hmm. which here's a hot fucking tip if people are seeing the flaws it's actually their insecurity that yeah. they're seeing it's not a, it has nothing to do with you yeah so to go out and like be the person that's like admiring all the bodies i like to think that that's what people are doing for me too. I, that's a really brilliant perspective. Um, thank you for sharing that because I think okay. I'm going to start doing that now. Right? Because like I look at other people and, and I think, wow, like she looks amazing or he looks amazing. But then I, I've never thought that. Mm. That's like a, yeah. That's, I, like, I, I feel like I have to rewire my brain a little bit to oh do that. Oh my God, yes. There's a, With like body positivity and self-love, like there's so much reprogramming that has to happen yeah because the the truth of the matter is we are harder on ourselves than anybody else has ever hard yeah. on us yeah right mm-hmm. um but yeah cellulite we've all fucking got it yeah. back rolls is a big one for you that's not a huge one for me yeah and yeah we we said that earlier and i and it touched it like you're like kind oh. of i felt in my heart a little ping i was like yeah that's me that's me right there um yeah back rolls man i, I think um oh god Love my mom. Mom, she's probably not listening. Probably not. Um, I kind of hope she is. I really hope she is. I, I, yeah, absolutely hope she is. But um, when I was pregnant with Ro, mom, I was with mom and I was wearing something tight and she looked at the back. She's like, oh, honey, you got, you got some back rolls now. She pointed out your back rolls. She did. I was like, oh. What is your mother's name? <laughs> Inez. Inez. Come on. You don't point out a sister's back rolls. No. Especially not your daughter's. She, yeah. So I got 
that was, you know, I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? So I go, went and looked in the mirror. I was like, I have back <laughs> And that just like started a whole thing. And then I've always been conscious of it. And then after I, you know, had Roland, I was like, you know, yeah, but checking now you have out the my skin back rolls. Right. Yes. But now I kind of like them. Yeah. Now I'm like, when I'm feeling my back. They feel delicious. And they go over the back roll. I'm like, you know what? kind of like this. They feel delicious. They really do. I'm not like, Everybody I'm really... loves something to hold on to, Sarah. Oh, Lindsay. <laughs> You're taking it there. I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everybody takes it from behind every once in a while. Hey, <laughs> I love me a girthy upper midsection. Oh, I'm going to say that's Ollie when I get home today. Yeah! Better yet, do it. <laughs> if I get back at a decent time and like not I'm pass sorry, out, like past eleven, yeah, so I'm gonna pass out. Not bitch. Yeah. But um, back rolls. Yeah, working on it. It's yeah. When I see another woman with back rolls, I'm like, I look at her and I'm thinking, I don't notice them. I don't see really? them. I really? genuinely don't see them. That's why when you were like, oh my god, back rolls. I was like, that's a fucking thing people are worried about? Man, no, yeah. When I see another girl, I'm just like, me and you, girl, solidarity. Solidarity. And then it makes me happy because I'm like, I'm not Maybe the it's because I wear sports bras all the time, so I just don't have them. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't wear, I don't really wear sports bras. Yoga yeah. problems. I just, just I mean, if I had a tight enough bra on, I would have them. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I don't. I just, there's I don't just, even bit, think about it. They're not as big as they were when I was pregnant, but uh, they're still there. But I, I, I'm, I'm okay with them now. <laughs> oh my god! If we keep doing this, I'm gonna piss my pants. Honestly, I already did. So yeah. You know. <laughs> in good company hashtag mom life <laughs> okay so back rolls i i would be interested to hear from from those of you that are in the den if that's like a big one if that's a mm. big one for you okay hip dips was huge for me hip dips has been something i'm, I'm scared for a long time hip dips paired with thigh gap like this is like i feel like these kind of go thigh gap not for me but two hip and dips two for sure. where it's like that the the bullshit of like bone structure yeah right being, yeah, you can't change it well there's that but it's like it's the bullshit of bone structure being like sold as if you work out if you do this if you do that you can change them no that's what i thought i thought if right? i worked out my hip discs would go away so did i no no, no, they're literally they're part of you part of my my structure of my body they're literally like, the way that you are built yeah and i mean I used to hate them. I used to think they're... Okay, my feeling when I came to thinking about my hip dips is I felt like I was missing a piece of my hips that mm. I was supposed to have. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I have... I And I vividly, like, I remember so many times looking in the mirror and looking at myself and, and like, this is funny because, like, this was, like, well into my self-love journey and, like, getting comfortable with my breasts and my scars, mm-hmm. which we'll get into in a second, and, like, all of these other things... And I remember being like, oh, I would have this perfect hourglass figure if it wasn't for my hip dips. Yeah, same. Yeah. Right? I would ha- I would have this perfect body if it wasn't for. Yeah. Because it goes like, 
you know, beautiful Ooh. bust, beautiful waist, Ooh. hips, and then what, what the fuck is that? And then down to your thighs. <laughs> we forgot what we were doing, <laughs> right? So it like it, it's this feeling of like, oh, did man. I? Did they fucking throw out the mold when they made me? Did they forget what's going on? Like, you know what? That's actually why I wore spanks. It's bringing it back to me now because when I put the spanks on, it smoothed everything out. It smoothed out my hips, so it just kind of all blended into the hip dip, and it got it just made it less. The hip dips are still there, but it wasn't as noticeable. Mm. Cause yeah, I fucking hated it. I absolutely hated it. And I haven't worn a dress or like. You know, what I used to wear back in the day. You know, bodycon dresses, shit like that. <laughs> I haven't worn anything like that in a long time. And I'm sure if I put it on... You'd be like, eh, they're there. Yep, still there. Oh, they're totally still there. Yeah, but I just don't away. give a shit about them. I kind of like them now. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it's that intentionally drawing attention to them and being like, what of you? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's... it's... What of you? <laughs> But seriously, like, it's just the way that my body is built. Mm -hmm. And the more that I accept that the way that my body is built and just devote my time and energy to loving the way that my body was built versus trying to fix or change Mm -hmm. the way that my body is built, the more freeing life is. Mm -hmm. The more happy I get to be in my body. And the more, one thing that I love, and again, this is like the best advice I can ever give anybody. And this is why like the beach creeper is like, (laughs) the beach creeper creeper is like my go-to. Please don't get arrested. Don't be extra creepy. Be safe in your creepiness. Uh, Is one of my favorite things because it's like, I'll go and I'll see another person with hip dips and I'm like, oh great. It's just a variation of normal. I'm not the only one. Super cool. Yeah. Right? That's right. Um, do you have anything to add about hip dips? Nah, man. That pretty much covers it. Love your hip dips, ladies. We all got oh my, them. We don't, though. We don't all have them. Well, okay, true. But the ones that we do have them. They're there for yeah, life. Yeah. They're there for life. They're there for life. You're I lifer. got them. You got them. We all, some of us, have them. <laughs> we, <laughs> some of us. we all, but not all, have them. <laughs> But don't compare yourselves to the ones that don't have them, okay? All right? Just don't. You are voluptuous. Voluptuous? Voluptuous? Voluptuous and delicious. Hip dips or not. Voluptuous? Voluptuous. That was hard for me. That's a new word. Um, Why don't you talk about scars? I could. I could. I could do that. I am a very scarred human being. And it also applies to women with, like, C-section scars. Oh, for fucking sure. Yeah. I was going to say, well, anybody. So it's like, I, I, I don't know if I've ever shared my story on here yet. I think you did in one of the episodes. Maybe. maybe. I'm pretty sure you have. The champagne is taking over. Yeah. Um, so in case I didn't, mm. in case I didn't, I was, I think I talked about it briefly when we were talking about titties. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like I didn't get all the way into it. It doesn't matter. So when I was born, born with a congenital heart defect, turned blue within a few hours of being born. Um, Within my first few days, I had my first open heart surgery. So I have not ever known a life without scars. Mm -hmm. Like I've never existed without scars. That's a weird thought. It is a fucking weird thought. So I have... A fair number. A fair number. I've had four major open heart surgeries and well over 32 procedures um, within my 30 years of life. Mm. 
And I used to have this belief that because I had scars, I was like branded as rotten or broken or not enough because I had this very, like, especially with my chest scars, like there's, can't really hide them very well. Right. Like I would have to wear a t-shirt all of the time, which I did a lot of the times when I was younger, I wore like high neck t-shirts and I didn't, I was in, I had a lot of issues where it's like, I kind of dissociated this is where I started doing this. It's funny. In my 30 years of life, I only recognized that I had anxiety my entire life, like in the last year. Hmm. Where it's like, I was really big into dissociation. Mm-hmm. Didn't recognize that that was an anxiety thing. Where it's like, I would either completely dissociate from my heart condition, or I would use it as like, I can't do anything because of this. Mm-hmm. So it was either like dissociation or a crutch. And so I believed, like, I was broken, I wasn't good enough, like, nobody should look at me because I was, like, flawed. And now, fuck it, I got scars, who cares? Man, I just want to put this in here. Like, your scar, I've always thought that the scar on your chest is super badass. Thanks. Like, it's like, it's like the perfect place to put a tattoo. You know what I mean? Like people love that spot and to see that there, like I never thought that there was anything weird or grotesque about it. Like every time I saw it, I was just like, that is like, that is crazy badass. Like, yep. and it was you? just so interesting. Like, but that's only like one of many. Yeah. There are many. So one of the ones that really bothered me for a long time, I mean, that one was always kind of a sore spot. But one of the ones that really bothered me was my chest tube scars. So I have three. The first one. I'm going to strip a little bit and show you. Okay. So the first one that really bothered me was this one. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I was like, I'm a freak. I have a second belly button. <sighs> right? But when I went in for my last surgery, I was 19. 19? Hold on. 18? 18 or 19 years old. <laughs> and they put in two chest tubes. So now I have three that go across here. But this one, where it was done so young, it's like pinned in. And so it used to bug me so much that I had this like second belly button. Mm. And when I sat, there was like, I was like, it makes me look so much more fat than I am. Mm. Because it dimples. And then I have all of these rolls. Mm. Right? And then the other one that really bothered me was the one that I showed you last time, which is my groin. Yeah. Because there's literally like a chunk of my groin that's missing and it's like this permanent bruise that won't ever go away. And so I used to be so fucking self-conscious about especially the one on my groin Mm. because also because of it, I can't properly shave Mm -hmm. without risking like cutting (laughs) my leg off because I don't have, I don't have feeling in that side of me either. Which is sad because I'm like, how good would that feel to be touched there? Oh. Right? right? I'm like, ooh, the other side feels good. But that's take these things for like... granted. Shit. I know, right? Um, so that one really, really bothered me where I was like, I felt like there was a piece of me that was missing. Mm-hmm. And now, I'm pretty bad at yeah, you are. Right? Really so are. it's like, I, yeah. and I mean, whether it's a C-section scar, it's like uh, a fucking breast cancer. 
whatever fucking yeah. badass whatever it is like whatever it is scars i find are such a hard one because it you really have to come to terms with the situation or the thing that you had to overcome right it's not just the scar itself no so it's, it's a story behind yeah it. so it's breaking up that conversation of like brokenness or that story of brokenness and really being like no actually i birthed a baby out of my tummy or actually i overcame this thing that was supposed to kill me multiple times actually i fucking kicked cancer's ass actually i had a fucking organ transplant and i'm a fucking warrior like whatever it is it's not just being like, oh, I have this thing on me mm-hmm. and I have to like visually come to terms with this. Mm-hmm. No, you have to go back and be like, I need to really sit with what caused this in my life yeah. and get comfortable with that. And it's not, it's not easy. No. But then as far as the visual aspect is, get fucking naked, look at them all the time. Look at them all the time. Mm-hmm. And... Again, because you are not only the variation of normal, but you're somebody that you will probably in your lifetime not see another mm-hmm. body with the same marks that you have. Yeah. You have to look at yourself yeah. so much more because you have to see over and over and over and over and over again. Like, yes, I'm a body that has scars. I have these scars, but I'm still a body and I'm still a human. I'm still beautiful. Right? Yeah. So that's been the work for me and now I don't even it's funny because now I don't even think about them half the time mm-hmm. actually more than that mm-hmm. and I'm actually caught off guard now a lot of the times when people are like oh shit you must have had open heart surgery I'm like what do you oh yeah whatevs <laughs> Wait, it's so funny now though Fuck. where it used to be like the only thing that was on my mind all the time and now I'm like so what made you afraid like um um Growing up, um, if someone saw your scar, what was the first thing that you thought that they would think about you? That I was fucked up. That you were fucked up. You like, weren't that scared. there was something wrong with me. Were you scared that they would ask a question? Uh, a little bit because I just didn't want to talk about it. Because if I talked about it, it was real. Right. Okay. So that's like the anxiety of like diso- wanting to just dissociate and like pretend that it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Right. Unless I was using it to get out of everything. Right. Right? Because mm-hmm. then if I was getting out of something, then I wasn't living life and then I didn't have to deal with it again. Mm-hmm. Right. right? So yeah. it was like this really weird... Yeah, it went either way where it's... I just didn't want to deal. Because that's the thing that... I think a lot of people who don't have scars, when you see someone with a scar, you're curious. You want to know their story. But it's, again, and it's like, you don't know how that person feels about that scar or, mm. you know. Okay, here's my fucking tip for you. Don't have that be the first fucking thing out of your mouth. <laughs> and you, but you laugh and you would be fucking surprised. Really? The amount of people that have come up and like the first or second thing out of their mouth is, holy shit, what happened to you? Are you, what? Really? Yes. So, people, what? Yes. Oh my god, especially like when I was a teenager at like fucking high school parties and shit. Oh god. Oh, I can see it. The I, amount I of people, right? Oh. The amount of people god. in my life that have come up and been like, holy shit, what happened to you? Oh. Right? It's really uncomfortable. 
So, oh, you're telling me. Like, I'm not even the one, but I'm like, just thinking about it, I'm feeling very uncomfortable. Right? And so, it's fine. I'm totally in a position where it's like, I'm comfortable, I'm open, I'm happy to talk about it. Mm. I think I'm a fucking badass now. Mm. So, I'm like, yeah, you know, I've had four major open heart surgeries. What the fuck have you yeah, done lately? Absolutely. Badass. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you had two kids. And uh, the doctors, you had one at home birth. Warrior. And that's a. That's a very lengthy conversation right there. Oh, warrior. Yeah. Um, well, the free birth was actually because I had a heart condition. Because the wind, wind wives won't work with me. Wow, really? Yeah. We'll get into that or another episode. Yeah, yeah. You're like, wait, what? Tell me yeah, more. I didn't know that. <laughs> because I'm high risk. Because of my heart condition, I'm deemed high risk, and therefore oh. they won't work with me. Get into it. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll put a pin in that one. Sarah's like, but I want to yeah, know. I want to know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. If you see somebody who has a scar or something or whatever and you want to ask about it, please get to know them first. Actually, we could apply this to anything. Anything, yeah. If you see someone who just has a body that doesn't look like your body. <laughs> fucking amen. Yeah. Please you know like, refrain yes refrain yes from being the obnoxious person that's like what happened to you yes why do you look like oh, that fuck. have you always been missing a limb <laughs> have you always had a lazy eye have you Just, always like no comments on bodies okay until or no, that like, person gives you the go-ahead until you're in a comfortable conversation where that feels like there's an open dialogue there. and there's a delicate way to go about things absolutely like it's amazing how much more receptive somebody will be and you're like hey i don't know if this is all right but can i ask you that's a yeah that's a great um because then word? me as the receiver precipice, precipice me as the receiver can then be like you know what i actually don't feel like talking about it yes yeah yeah conversation over yeah please do not if if you see someone and their body looks different to yours even if you want to praise that person, please refrain from asking about someone else's body because you don't know how that person feels about their body. Yeah. Right? And just get to, like, get to take fucking 5, 10, 15 minutes and have a genuine awesome conversation with them and get to know who they are a little bit before you're like... <laughs> but even if it's someone that you know very well and it's mm-hmm. something that, you know, you see that they've gone through a change or something has happened... Oh my god, the big mouth song is in my head now. Do you know what I'm talking about? Cha- I'm going through changes. Charles Bradley, if you do not listen to him, you must go listen now. Saw him in concert. He was incredible. That's an incredible song. Just putting that in there right now. I love it. But I also love that we just sang right now. Uh, don't be a body dick. Yeah! Right? I gotta stop screaming because your baby's trying to sleep. I know, right? Um, veins. So veins. You, you're not, that's not a big one for you. It's not a really big one for me. It is no. for, it is for me. So I, <laughs> my tummy made a funny noise. Not so much, I, and again, like not so much anymore, but varicose veins, and I mean like, again, woof 30. Mm. So, like, we've got years before they start coming in loud and proud. Mm. But I, so where I have that, like, big scar um, in my inner groin, my right side, 
I have like these crazy veins that go like midway down my thigh. And again, they seem so much more intense to me than they would anybody else. Mm. But they're like bright and they're blue and they're noticeable and like have been for as long as I can remember. So it's like being, I don't know, fucking 15 Mm. and being the only kid women with with visible veins was like a big fucking deal i was like um sorry just your face it's fine (laughs) but now now mama's got her first varicose vein came from fallon (laughs) gifted gifted by the tiny goddess but i've i've now got this varicose vein on my left calf that's a calf Yep, that is, that's what that is. Yeah. Forgot what it was for a hot minute. <laughs> it's like, it's like where my shin meets my calf. Yeah. Right? Like that little, like, meaty side part. Yeah, yeah. Right? Y'all know what I'm talking about if you got some legs. Legs. <laughs> some legs for days. <laughs> what a thing to say out of context. You know what I'm talking about if you got some legs. <laughs> Fuck it out. It's gonna be the best episode yet. Um... Anyway, it when it first started happening, it was bothering me. But I don't. <laughs> Are you laughing at my legs on the table, or are you laughing at just my comment of? You know what I'm talking about. We got some legs. So we just looking at you like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, all right, continue. Anyway, so when it first started happening, I was like, super upset about it. Now I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's it. That's... I'm sorry. It's late. I got the giggles. I'm sorry. <laughs> and now I just don't give a fuck. I'm fucking crying. I'm gonna pee again. <sighs> you know what I'm talking about. You got legs. Oh man. <laughs> I love that you're just stuck on that. <laughs> okay, we might have to wrap this up, okay? Cause, uh... so it's gonna happen soon. It's gonna wrap up soon. Ooh, like I got my leg on the table. I know, and it's just. are like see look come here oh let me see see i've got like little okay yeah i've got those right so i've got tiny spider veins like on my ankle going into my foot and there was a time 
Fuck, Lindsay. <laughs> you just can't even look at me. There was a time that would have bothered me. I just don't care. It's just veins. It's legs. I the was... only... Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. The only veiny, veiny thing that bothered me. That's a weird thing to say. The only veiny if you thing... cut legs, you don't... Huh? Why are veins making me laugh so much? I don't know, but I peed again. Oh. This is the episode way the fuck off them. I can't. I'm done. <laughs> I'm really done now. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say <laughs> booby veins. Oh, oh nursing. Oh I was very self-conscious of that. <laughs> just like, ooh man, like ooh. But it wasn't just here, it's all of Oh this. yeah. Oh yeah, I, and I, when the milk, and it's not even just the nursing; it's before. No, it's, it's when you're before. Pregnant. Yes, when you're pregnant, it got really bad in the last trimester. Yes, for you me. get this like wild map. Oh my god, I remember looking in the mirror after the shower, and like I couldn't really like uh, they were so fucking bright and dark. It was crazy. I remember showing Ollie, and it like freaked him out. He's like, what, "Baby, is that okay? Like, is but, there something wrong?" But how cool is? Well, I don't know, man. Yeah, but, but it's nowhere near. But as, yeah. How cool is it that they like disappear? Right. So quickly. It's wild how dark they were and how visible. And did you notice it was way more intense with number two than it was with number one? Oh, yeah. I was like, whoa, hello. It was crazy. I took a picture of it, I think, and I posted it on Instagram. And I was like, I'm amazed at, like, how my body is able to create these new pathways in order to, like, make milk and nourish humans. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. But I also looked like a fucking alien. Yeah, I felt like an alien. Right? Yeah, I was... Yeah. I mean, like, I, I tried not to be hard on myself. And I, I usually... I'm a pretty easygoing person. Like, I just think, all right, yeah, that bothers me, but fuck it, like, you know, with your fucking day. Um, <laughs> and that's what I basically did. I was like, yeah, yeah they look kind of weird, but what else can you do? They're there. They're not going away. What are you going to do about what it? What are you going to do about it? So, yeah, body issues. Just, uh... What are you gonna what do, you do gonna about do it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, we cannot function any longer. No, we're. I think we're done. We've tapped out. But I mean, there is. We've been talking about this for three weeks straight. We've been talking about this for three weeks straight. There are so many different things that we can get fixated on, from like the size of our big toe to the way that our nails grow to like. The fucking hair on our noses to our eyebrows to fucking everything in between. Yeah. That we can either choose to be fixated on and uncomfortable about. And it's okay. It's totally okay to be uncomfortable. To feel that awkwardness, that shame, that like uneasiness feeling. Mm. But then it's that choice of like, am I going to let this control me? Or am I going to instead choose to be curious and interested and accept what I have? as my body mm-hmm. and start to be proud of what I have as my body mm-hmm. and like let the rest fall away. Yeah. Or am I going to be a slave to it? Yeah. yeah. I'm a slave for you. Slave for you. I'm ready, bitch. As always, <laughs> we want to know, we want to know, we want to know, we want to know, like, 
We want to know. What for you? <laughs> what for you has been like really hard to accept with your body or really hard to come to terms with or really hard to develop a loving relationship with? We want to mm. know what you do love about yes. your body. Yes. Right? Balance out the negative with the positive. Right? And it's not negative though. Like it's not... There's no part of you that is negative. I'm doing but, like spidery yes. fingers with my yeah. Are you sending hands. out vibes right now? I'm sending out vibes. Jazz hand vibes? Yeah. <laughs> There's no part of you that is negative. What we really need to do is shift our approach and shift our thought process and start to recognize that we're all individuals. We're all unique, amazing fucking unicorns. And we all have these different banging awesome bodies, whether they're like bean pole or like bushy and big or whatever yeah whatever whatever whether you've got a thousand scars and one big toe you're still fucking beautiful right yep absolutely so we want to know from you what is this what is this process of existing with a body been like for you Mm -hmm. what is this process of existing in a body that transforms and shifts been like for you yeah what is this process of going through motherhood and transforming in your body been like for you? I really want to know people's stories. I really, really do. I want to know. And like, what have been some of the things that have made it easier to love your body? Mm -hmm. And maybe what are some of the things that you're still hung up on? Yeah. Or what are some things that you're looking forward to? And what are some other things you're not looking forward to about Mm -hmm. getting older, you know, turning into a crone? Because I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm super, I'm actually super stoked. And I think there is also, again, this is a whole different conversation, but for me, it's like when I, I don't associate age with a lot of things that people associate age with. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's this, this often association of like age with like end of life, um, shutting down doing nothing um and decline like for me i think of this like able-bodied but different Mm. like it's this Mm -hmm. shift it's this like my lifestyle as an aging person again i won't fucking know until i get there but for me it's like i think of this doing and like creating and being and sharing the wisdom and like having the conversations uh fuck i'll probably still be podcasting when i'm here oh my god can you imagine can you fucking imagine for a minute that'd be nuts i'm I'm imagining man i'm imagining i'm there so yeah we want to hear from you we want to know um all about your body and all about all about the things that that make you tick and the things take some pictures Oh, take some pictures. Oh, yes. Post them. Also, take pictures for yourself. I was just reading about this. I just posted on our stories yesterday. Take pictures for yourself. Don't pay, don't take pictures just for other people. Just mm-hmm. to show other people, just to impress other people. Take pictures to impress yourself. Mm-hmm. To make yourself feel good. If you're feeling good that day, take some pictures, girl. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Uh-huh. I wanted to do it before I came over tonight, but didn't have time. So... This is going to be something I'm going to prioritize this week because my self-care game has been low lately. So I'm going to book a little photo shoot with myself. Do it! Mm-hmm. I'll probably do the same. Mm-hmm. So I'll have some photos. 
I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I suggested we swap some photos. And we would like you to swap some photos in the fucking den yes. with us. As always, let's continue the conversation. Get into it. We want to hear from you. Uh, whether or not you enjoyed the champagne-filled, uh, fueled episode. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, prefer a little sober. I. It's funny. I We're not... No. Shittered by any no. means. No, we're just, we're really happy that today uh, is our launch day. It, yes, very we're very, giddy. we're very excited. We're very stoked. We're so overwhelmed at like the feed in the back, that feed the back, feed the back, <laughs> feedback that we've been getting from you amazing listeners. And like, we are so incredibly, incredibly grateful. It's mm-hmm. getting late. It's also almost like midnight. Yeah. Fuck. We're incredibly grateful to have you here and have you as part of the conversation and yes. listening and tuning in. Um, keep that fucking shit up because yes. we are seriously here for you. Yes, we are. So if you want to see smoke blown up my pussy <laughs> by Bahia, if this hasn't happened already, I'm kind of hoping it has. Yeah. You need to get yourself in the den. Mm-hmm. If you have no idea what I'm talking about with context wise, well, then you should watch our live videos more often. Yes. Uh <laughs> Yeah, and with that, I will leave it there. All of the links that you need to know are in the comment section. The description. And the description is what I mean. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) You're welcome. And you should let us know what you think about this episode and all of the other episodes that we've been doing. Rate us five stars on iTunes. We appreciate it. Help spread the message. Share with your lady friends. Share with your mom if she's DTF. Pussy power! And let's do this shit.